0: If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. There's something both irritating yet relaxing about being able to rant and rave about the things that really get under my skin. And of course... The one thing that gets under my skin lately is the COVID-19 so-called crisis. I've been told what a lousy job the President of the United States has been doing during this terrible time, and today I read a story that said that Speaker of the House, naughty Nancy Pelosi, who's obviously off her meds or on the bottle, is blaming the president and asking why he won't be held responsible for the COVID-19 virus. First of all, the president cannot be held responsible for a virus unless he, in his evil mad scientist costume in the base of Trump Tower, sat there with beakers and Bunsen burners and other lab equipment and created the virus. Now, If he's as stupid as Democrats think he is, then he's too stupid to create a virus. So let's just erase that right now. Before I go on, where the hell was it that Obama and Biden were held responsible for Ebola, H1N1, SARS, MERS, or any of the other virus outbreaks that occurred during their eight years in the Oval Office? The answer is nowhere. You can't blame a president for a virus. No, my friends, the failure to properly plan for, prepare for, and stock supplies for this or any pandemic, or any disaster for that matter, has to fall squarely upon the shoulders of the individual state governors, whose job it is to prepare for disasters in their home states. It is only after the utter failure by governors, both Democrat and Republican, mind you, to properly prepare for this pandemic, something that they've been warned about for decades. After the utter failure, they called upon the President for assistance. Because our law, our framework, our Disaster National Response Framework, FEMA's Presidential Policy Directive Number 8, the Stafford Act, and numerous other government publications, laws, rules, and regulations, require that disasters are first handled locally, then at the state level, and then when that fails, keyword here, fails, to be properly handled by the state, they request a presidential disaster declaration. Once that was done, the federal government stepped in with not only the financial assistance that they are mandated to provide, but myriad other Methods of help, aid, and assistance. Remember, it is not the president's job to do what the individual governors failed to do. Nancy Pelosi and many others need to learn their civics. So, in my ramblings, I decided that I would do something on this podcast that does not translate well to audio only, so I apologize but I want you to take in your mind and picture a calendar. And I want that calendar to start in your mind, New Year's Eve 2019. That would be December 31st for those of you who are calendar illiterate. December 31st, New Year's Eve night. The United States is going about its business as is the rest of the world, popping firecrackers and drinking champagne and getting ready to toast the new year 2020. China, on that day, reports the discovery of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 19 to the World Health Organization. Now, why did they do that? Because this virus was discovered in the city of Wuhan, China. Now, at first they said, ooh, it's because of this wet market. An open-air market where they slaughter animals right next to the vegetables that are sitting there on display and sale to the public right next to the fish and the shrimp and any other type of thing that you want to buy it's just this big giant open-air market a filthy smelly disgusting place they blamed it on a bat at the wet market we all found out later of course that that was a lie okay happy new year blow out the candles go to bed January 6th, just a few days later, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, you know, the CDC, issues a travel notice for Wuhan, China, because they've gotten word that that particular virus is spreading throughout the area. The next day, January 7th, the CDC established the Coronavirus Incident Management System to better share and respond to information about the virus. Keep in mind the CDC is an affiliated federal agency. Four days later on January 11th, mark your calendars boys and girls, the CDC issued a level one travel notice for Wuhan, China. Chinese state media reported the first known death from an illness originating in the Wuhan market. Again, almost half a month later, they're blaming a market. January 14th, middle of the month of January, the World Health Organization sends out a tweet declaring that there's no evidence, no evidence of human-to-human transmission of what they are now calling the COVID-19 virus. The next day, January 15th, a day that we will remember in the annals of history, or the annals of history, <laughs> Naughty Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, a Democrat from California, holds a vote to send articles of impeachment to the Senate. With a smile on her face and a smirk, Pelosi and House Democrats celebrate the solemn occasion with a signing ceremony using commemorative pens that you, the taxpayers, paid for. That very same day, January 15th, the first person with coronavirus identified in the United States arrived from China. That person had just been in Wuhan. January 17th, the CDC began implementing public health screening at three United States airports, which received the most travelers on a daily basis from Wuhan. Those were, of course, San Francisco, New York's JFK Airport and LAX, Los Angeles International. Three days later, on January 20th, Dr. Anthony Fauci, renowned epidemiologist, announces the National Institutes of Health is already working on the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. This just a couple of days after he said that the development of a vaccine could take years. January 21st, the CDC activates its Emergency Operations Center to provide ongoing support to the coronavirus response. And it was also January 21st that the first American case of coronavirus was confirmed at a clinic in the state of Washington. On January 23rd, the CDC sought a special emergency authorization from the Food and Drug Administration to allow states to use a newly developed coronavirus test. January 23rd, China closes off the city of Wuhan completely to slow the spread Of coronavirus to the rest of their nation. It was also January 23rd that the World Health Organization says there is no human-to-human transmission of coronavirus outside of China. Also on January 23rd, the House impeachment managers make their opening arguments for the removal of President Donald John Trump. They were so focused on impeachment that you have not heard a word from them about the coronavirus almost a full month after the first case was reported. On January 24th, Dr. Fauci, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases director, said, quote, COVID-19 isn't something the American public needs to worry about or be frightened about because we have ways of preparing and screening. It is a very low risk to the United States, but it's something that we as public health officials need to take very seriously." On January 24th, Joe Scarborough and his wife had a segment where they said no Americans need to be concerned about COVID-19, and should be more concerned about the common flu on january 27th the cdc issued a level 3 travel health notice urging americans urging americans to avoid all non-essential travel to china due to the coronavirus it was also january 24th 2020 when the white house convened a special task force to deal with the emerging threat of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus. That day, the World Health Organization raised alert level, but said China has it contained. On January 28th, liberals and the media were talking about the final vote of the impeachment hearing. They were so excited. Meanwhile, Trump was sounding an alarm. The CDC states, while CDC considers COVID-19 a serious situation, and is taking preparedness measures, the immediate risk in the U.S. is considered low. The next morning, January 29th, the White House announced the formation of the Coronavirus Task Force in association with Dr. Fauci and the Vice President, amongst others, to monitor and contain the spread of the virus and provide updates as needed to the President. On January 29th, the president chaired a meeting of the White House task force for the very first time. It was also on January 29th that gropey Joe Biden in a speech in Iowa said that Trump's idea of restricting travel from China was considered xenophobic and racist. Remember, this is all despite the World Health Organization downplaying the threat. The next day, January 30th, the World Health Organization calls coronavirus, a health care emergency. What did our wonderful Democrat senators do? They began asking two days of questions, preparing for the impeachment trial. This was January 30th. Still, no word from them on coronavirus. On January 30th, The World Health Organization declared that global health emergency as coronavirus continued to spread, and the senators continued to ask questions only about impeachment. The last day of January, the Trump administration on January 31st declared coronavirus a public health emergency. They announced travel restrictions, and President Trump got on the television and banned all travel from... China, suspending entry into the United States for foreign nationals who pose a risk of transmitting the virus. Within hours of Trump's decision to restrict travel from China on January 31st, 2020, top Democrats and media figures immediately derided the move as unnecessary, racist, and xenophobic. Naughty Nancy Pelosi, in late February actually urged people to get out and visit Chinatown while on a politically motivated visit there. On January 31st, the last day of the month, the Senate held a vote on whether to allow further witnesses and documents in the impeachment trial. While that was going on, President Trump and the Department of Homeland Security took critical steps to funnel all flights from anywhere in China through seven US domestic airports where enhanced screening methods were put into place to immediately screen passengers who might have symptoms or fever that might be related to coronavirus. February 2nd, the first death from coronavirus outside of China was reported in the Philippines, February 2nd. On February 3rd, the CDC had a team ready to travel to China to obtain critical information on the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, but they were stuck in the US waiting permission to enter by the Chinese government. Meanwhile, your house impeachment managers began their closing arguments, calling Trump a threat to national security. Still, not a word from the House on handling the coronavirus. February 4th, we all remember this day, the president talks about coronavirus and his plan for response in the State of the Union address. Nancy Pelosi makes stupid faces at the camera during the entire speech, And then, in a particularly childish move, rips up every page of her copy of this federal document on live television. The next day, um, the president reiterated his vow in the State of the Union Address to take all necessary steps to protect Americans from the virus. I apologize, folks. This does get to be a little bit in the weeds when you start talking about calendar dates, numbers, and figures. On February 5th, the Senate votes to acquit President Donald John Trump on both of the trumped-up, pun intended, articles of impeachment. Chuck Schumer, in a tweet, continues to call Trump's travel bans from China premature on February 5th. And on February 5th, over a month after this whole thing began. The House Democrats licking their wounds from the failed impeachment attempt finally take up coronavirus in the House Foreign Affairs Committee briefing. On February 7th, the White House Corona Task Force gives its daily press briefing. Two days later, the Coronavirus Task Force meets with all the governors regarding the virus, asking, hey governors, what are your plans you know, you're responsible to plan for, prepare for, and stock up for potential disasters in your particular states. And they tried to come up with some reasonable, whatever you want to call it, agreement. Hmm. February 12th, the CDC was still waiting on approval from China for their team to be able to travel to China. On February 18th, Health and Human Services Secretary announces a partnership with private industry and other nations to develop a vaccine. February 21st tw- 21st of February, I uh, identified Italy. Identified its very first case of COVID-19. On February 21st, the CDC tweets that it is working with individual states on their preparedness efforts, and on the 24th of February, Donald Trump sent a letter to Congress asking for $25 billion for the virus effort. He he at that time on February 24th unveiled an initial plan, yet according to the leadership of the other party, the president failed us. It was on that same day, February 24, 2020, that Nancy Pelosi said from down there in Chinatown, for everybody to come visit, it's safe, and quote, there are no coronavirus concerns, unquote. She also said, quote, I'm encouraging people to please come out and visit and enjoy Chinatown, unquote. San Francisco then became one of the epicenters of the disease. On February 25th, there was still no reported community spread, In the US per the CDC's tweet on February 26th Trump appointed Mike Pence vice president to head the whole of government response that appointment is in keeping with the 2015 Obama era panel on bio defense on February 27th the first community transmission was confirmed in the US On February 29th, the last day of the second month of this year, 60 days after the announcement that coronavirus actually existed, the United States sadly lost its first victim to coronavirus. 11 days later, on March 11th, the World Health Organization declares COVID-19 now to be a global pandemic. So 53 days before the United States lost a single life to this disease, the Trump administration was already working diligently to protect our nation. The U.S. will lose lives to this virus, but as noted by an Obama appointee, the former director of the CDC, Tom Friedman, had the president not responded so quickly, we would not have been prepared as we are and many more lives would have been lost. That's his quote. By the way, on March 9, 2020, Bernie Sanders said he would not shut down travel from China. He said, "Quote, isn't it funny that this president's first action is to close the borders?" Unquote. On March 18th, Trump invoked the Defense Production Act requiring certain companies to shift production from whatever they were making, like cars, and required them to make ventilators, masks, sanitizers, and other response items. As it turns out, but was not widely reported, many of those items were really never needed in the first place, primarily due to hype, overreporting, and false panic created in certain states. On March 20th, MSNBC's Rachel Maddow and the New York Times bashed Trump for talking about hydroxychloroquine, calling it a fairy tale, and giving people false hope. It was then sought after days later to fight the disease and is still being tested and used and has been proven to help some patients recover faster. March 25th, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo orders over 4,300 COVID-19 positive patients to be sent to New York nursing homes where the most vulnerable aged population resides resulting in over 5,800 deaths. Now, this is according to Business Insider Magazine article dated May 22nd, 2020, in case you're wondering. Cuomo spent two months trying to justify his actions. Then in May, suddenly reversed by saying, oops, for lack of a better term, and then trying to blame his underlings for giving him bad information. On March 29th, New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell calls for the conversion of the massive convention center to be transformed into an up-to-2,000-bed emergency COVID-19 hospital. By the way, that facility never cared for more than a total of seven non-critical patients. On March 30th, Morning Joe anchors say, Everyone saw this coming in early January everything I've quoted here is true and easily verified. Liberal leaders and media have not been accurate about anything, especially about COVID-19 or any of the falsehoods they've laid at the feet of Donald Trump. By the way, on April 21st, Trump sent two massive Navy hospital ships, one to New York, one to California, after being begged for assistance by those state's governors, claiming that They needed them for the massive shortage of hospital beds expected. The ships were barely used. And here we go. The questions that I have for all of you are, did Trump allow this virus to escape a Wuhan lab? Of course not. Did he lock down people traveling from Wuhan to anywhere else else in China? Of course not, he had no authority in China. Did he cause the World Health Organization to cover for China and not demand inspection or real data to be put forth? Of course not. And all this time, the only thing you heard from the Democrats was impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. After three and a half years of Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 stormy, 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 and all the others. Now those Democrats are trying to blame the President for a lack of response, but you just heard the entire timeline. The Democrats spent the better part of time from the announcement of the first discovery of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 19 to present trying to impeach a president and vilify his actions As xenophobic and racist. Now, I want to compare some numbers real quick. Our outcomes as of last week to those in Europe. The five largest countries in Europe, collective population of uh, 323 million, 323 million. That's Germany, France, Italy, the United Kingdom, and Spain together have 323 million people and collectively they have over 134,000 deaths from coronavirus we have 328 million and supposedly we are only at a hundred thousand coronavirus related deaths remember if a man falls 17 floors from a construction site to his death on the street and is run over by a bus and then eaten by wild dogs, and the autopsies performed on what's left of the remains, and they find one little COVID in his bloodstream, they will attribute his death to coronavirus. Trump's response to banning flights from China early on likely saved us over 35,000 lives millions of lives, if you compare it to the early projections of the millions of deaths that will likely not come to fruition. Remember, at one point, the liberals and the media were shouting that we would have two million dead. Okay. So while Nancy Pelosi's blaming Donald Trump for a lack of response, And asking him why he's not taking responsibility for the 100,000 deaths. Let's ask her if she's going to take responsibility for wasting all that time on impeachment instead of working together to try and come up with a solution. Will she take responsibility for the essential funding of the Kennedy Center or the millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of man hours wasted on the Russia hoax or the impeachment trial? Or will she ever take responsibility for telling people to come on down to Chinatown after Trump banned travel from China? Probably not. Remember, Trump wanted to close the borders day one, and they wouldn't let him. He was accused of withholding aid to a foreign country and then was impeached for it with zero evidence. Meanwhile, Gropey Joe did threaten, on camera, to withhold $1 billion from that same country. And he got a pass in the media. The Democrats withheld aid to the American people by putting billions of dollars into their 1,600-page wish lists, which had to be held up for good cause. Now, one thing is for sure. Pelosi can't take any responsibility because the Democrats did not do a single damned thing to warn us or to come up with any plans to help stop the spread of COVID-19. And to this day, they still have nothing other than trying to fund us out of existence with stimulus programs and giveaways. Dollar bills don't cure viruses. The response by our president was fantastic. No one went without the needed supplies. You can't name a single case where a ventilator was needed but not available as they tried to scare you into believe. Those two massive naval hospital ships costing millions of dollars sent to two Democrat states who effectively cried wolf. New Orleans spending hundreds of thousands of dollars converting convention centers into unused hospitals. Where's the news coverage on those things? Trump has remained extremely preemptive regarding the entire virus pandemic. He stopped the flow of Chinese into our country in the earliest moments for which he was criticized. So, I challenge those who think otherwise to provide some proof in the form of a timeline to counter what I just said. Remember that the 10 states with the most deaths from COVID-19, or at least reported that way, are responsible for over 70,000 of the 100,000 projected deaths as of today. And those states are New York, with almost 30,000, New Jersey, right next door, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Illinois, California, Connecticut, Louisiana, and Maryland. Notice the trend? Every single one of those states has a Democrat governor. Which parties created the racial inequities that are allowing coronavirus to ravish minority communities? Since the communities being ravished are in Democrat-controlled states, looks to me like it's all on them. (sighs) Sorry this is taking a little longer, folks. I just know that It is getting to the point where you're all fed up as I am. We need to open up the country. We need to continue to work as the president is doing on developing a vaccine, which for past viruses has sometimes taken years, if not decades. That's not the fault of the president, Democrat or Republican. It takes time, people. While Republicans are trying to open up the country and get people to work, Democrats are trying to keep America closed until election day so they can blame Trump. They want you all unemployed and on some form of welfare and beholden to them. There's a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might learn something. Hopefully today you learned the facts of the timeline regarding the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, people who have large spoons for stirring the pot, do so for their own amusement, their own enjoyment. their are rotating continuous 15 minutes of fame. Some of them actually make a living stirring the pot. In this program, I give you my opinion. I apologize if that opinion offends you, but I—it it is my opinion. I'm entitled to it. And therefore, I retract nothing. In a world where much is often said, more is said than is ever done, and sometimes, my friends, the truth hurts.